0: Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, he, he, but he was perfect and in perfect union with the Father. And tonight, or this morning, as we have allowed heaven's breath to just come and touch us and to fill us, heaven's breath, that's how I see it, that's how God shows it to me, the breath of heaven, like the wind of the Spirit. Sometimes I see the fire, the fire of God just start to well up within and just kind of, this just flowing out and over and this fire is contagious and it's, it's contagious Christianity it causes the love of God to just ooze out of you, it causes you to be a lovesick radical lover of God but I saw as the clouds were parted for Jesus, the same is true for us in this room, the clouds have parted and the breath of heaven has been here speaking in and through you, you've been touched by the breath of heaven the breath of heaven breathing in within you, there is a breath that is from the almighty God and he breathes on the inside of every single one of you so what are you going to do with the breath of heaven that has just been imparted to you it's one thing to know and it's another thing to actually have experienced it it's one thing to have an intellectual knowledge of it it's a whole nother thing to walk as a marked out one it's a whole nother thing to say yes God that's who I am yes God that's who you are that's who I am in you and I'm not going backwards man of God will you stand up yeah you you're looking right at me. Just stand right where you are. Lift your hands up before the Lord. Yeah, because you're so hungry for him. Thank you, Pastor Vigedo. Yeah, just lay your hands behind him. Thank you, Lord. Fill him right now. Right now. I decree that breath of heaven that I was talking about right now. Fill him. Breath of heaven. There it is. There it is. Impartation right now. The revelation of this word right now. It's for you. The revelation of this word. Whoa. And I see the Lord putting his hand right on your heart. The revelation of this word right now for you. Going deeper, deeper, transforming him right now. It's for you, man of God. Yeah, you're being touched by the almighty, almighty king of kings. Woo, glory. Wow. Impart. He's imparting right now. Thank you, Abba. Thank you, Abba. I want you to ask him when you're in this place right now, Lord, you can say this quietly under your breath, but "But Lord, where do you want to send me? Just close your eyes and ask Jesus. Because there's an impartation right now that's happening. What's my assignment? Maybe another way of phrasing it. Lord, what's my assignment? I think there's others in this room that are saying, I want to say that. Then get up, men and women of God, and say it. Use your faith. Stand up. Use your faith. Stand up. Lord, what's my next assignment? And then be still in his presence and wait for him to tell you. Be still in his presence. Lord, the windows of heaven and the and the sky, the literal clouds parting over Jesus, and they've parted over us. We walk under an open heaven. So if they've parted, there's nothing that's limiting us from going to heaven, reaching heaven, touching earth. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. And some of you have healing in your hands. Some of you have been called to actually go lay your hands upon the sick in the marketplace and watch them be healed. Know that God is going to heal them through you. Yeah, through them, through you. You're real. You're marked out. You got the brown shirt. Yeah. hmm Yeah. Definitely. Holy Spirit all over you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord God. Release her, Lord God. Release her, Lord God. The doors you open, no man can shut. Release her, God. There it is. There it is. More. Yeah. Yeah. You've been waiting. You've been believing. But there's more. There's so much more. Let the sound come forth. The sound come forth. Let the song arise. Thank you, Father. Your shoulder good? All pain left? All pain's gone. She's like, see? woo Praise the Lord. Where was the lady that had the foot or the heel? Where did she go? Did anybody ever find out how she's doing? A little bit better? Better? A lot better, but it's still a little bit. Okay, a lot better, but it's still a little bit. Praise God. Um, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is it okay if I have someone come over and pray for you? Sure, okay, okay, wanna do it? Yeah, okay, Pastor Kim's gonna go sit over there with you. And pray with you. Hallelujah, blessings of the Lord, wow. You guys just stay under the anointing over here and, and I will um, be careful not to step on you. <laughs> Thank you, Father. Lord, as you have been so rich in this service, in worship I thank you Lord that the word is the word is gonna be decreed Lord God that minds are being opened up right now hearts are being opened up and lives will be changed because of the preaching of the word so I thank you father God thank you father God we are in Kings, second Kings today we're in second Kings chapter 4 and the prophets word came to pass and the Shunammite woman had a son How many of you guys know what story I'm going to be reading from today, right? The prophet's word came to pass and the Shunammite woman had a son. There was a prophetic word that was released and the Shunammite woman had a son. But that same word that was given to her and that same promise that was actually, that came into fulfillment was robbed. It was robbed from her. But the promises of God cannot be robbed when you know your authority for what that which was robbed was restored back unto her. So there are some things that God has spoken over your life prophetically, and you've received some words, whether it would be from the Lord himself, like a direct word from God, or it was spoken to you in another way. But there are promises that God has given to you, and And at one point you started walking in some of it and then something happened and you feel like you were robbed. This story, there's going to be revelation that God is going to impart to you for your life. For you are not going to settle for second best. You're not settling for almost full. The the cup being half full. No, the cup is not just even full. It's got to be overflowing. How many people believe that we must walk in an overflowing cup, not just a barely filled cup? Filled is good, but overflowing is better. So turn to your neighbor and say, "Good. Filled is good, but overflowing is better." I want to be overflowing. How about you? We are overflowing in Jesus. Woo! Glory! Throne room encounters. Worship. Worshiping of, from the Lord. I see music, and I see music being published. CDs. CDs. Music. 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 Woo! Yeah. Hallelujah. The wisdom of God is focusing on the right outcome. So, God wants to give you the silent cries of your heart. The silent cries of your heart, you have maybe have not even prayed through all of them yet, but God wants to give you the silent cries that are in your heart. Maybe you haven't even vocalized all of them, but they're there. And God knows that they're there because he's put them in you. And he wants to give you those silent cries, and he wants to make sure that in any area that the enemy comes to steal, he will bring back those things that God has already promised. So turn your Bibles to 2 Kings 4, 8. Because we read this story here of Elisha and the Shunammites' son. And first of all, Shunammite means double resting place. Somebody say double resting place. And Elisha means God is salvation. So if you're writing down notes, Shunammite is a double resting place. How many say resting place is good, but a double resting place is even better, right? So it's a double resting place, whereas Elisha, God is salvation. This woman had all the, all, all the things, uh, material things that money could buy. She was wealthy. She had everything that money could buy, and she had convinced herself, listen to this, she had convinced herself that she was content. She had believed, at least at some level, that she was content, but she wasn't. She didn't know she was. She, she figured she was content. She had everything. She was a noble woman. The Bible says she was a noble woman. So she was wealthy. She had decided and believed because of this, because of her character, being grateful in what she has, that she was content, she had what she needed, and she wasn't going to allow herself to express Anything that she may want, anything else, she was grateful. Somebody said she was grateful. But she had a need bigger than her expression. Some of you, there's a need bigger than your expression. And you know, we all know that God is a God that wants to lavish upon us. Sometimes we just don't know. We come up short because we don't even know how to ask. We don't know the fullness of God's heart, but we're pressing in for more because there are things that God wants to give you that you were so created to walk in, but we don't even know how to ask. This woman didn't even ask for this son. She was content. Let's let's read here a little bit and see. We know the story. I think some of you, I think maybe most of you know the story, but the prophet Elisha, you know, coming in and out of town, and she says to her husband in verse 10, please let us make a small upper room on the wall and let us put a bed there for this man of God. So that when he comes, there's a place for him to stay. Let's, you know, put a bed, let's put a lamp, let's put a table. Let's, let's make a, a chamber, a, a quarters, let's, let's, you know, a, a resting place for him to stay when he comes. So that's exactly what they did. And in the course of time, he asks his servant, Gehazi, and he says, you know, what does she need? Like, she's done all this for us. Every time we come into town, she's just so open and welcoming us and so hospitable. What, what does she need? What does she need? You know, and he asks her, they're like, you know, she says, I'm, basically she says, I'm good. She says, I dwell, verse 13, I dwell among my own people. That's just, this was her answer when, when, when she was asked, what do you need? I dwell among my people. So she's like, I don't need anything. I'm good. Thank you. I'm, I'm good. She didn't know what she actually desperately wanted. But I believe she did. I just don't, I believe she didn't want to even allow her heart to feel it. How many of you guys are following what I'm saying right now? there's a depth to us and depending on your past and your life you may not always even know to ask because living in less is safer living with less can feel safer it's not God it's not God's fullness for you but living with less could feel safer she didn't have a son and we know especially on that custom this was not a good thing they to have a son was is was what what they all wanted to not have a son was like considered even a curse like we knew what she want what she needed what she wanted but she didn't vocalize what she wanted because i believe that she because she being a noble woman a woman of of gratitude she didn't even want to let her heart go to a place that she would be disappointed am i speaking to anybody Sometimes, yeah, I see your hands. Sometimes you don't want to go to a place that you're afraid your heart will be disappointed so you settle for less thinking that this place is safe and it's good. It's not good. We're going to wipe away all those lies because those are lies. And the enemy wants to lie to tell you if you love, you're going to get hurt. If you open your heart, you're going to get trampled upon. If you love the wrong person, you'll get hurt. But if you love the right person, you won't. It's about hearing the word of God and it's about walking in what he has called you to walk in, right? So... Let's go, so so Elisha hears what she says. You know, basically, I'm good. I dwell among my own people. So, verse 16, let's go down to verse 16. He says, he prophesies something over her. And he says, about this time next year, you will embrace a son. He prophesies the word of the Lord. And look at her response. No, my Lord, man of God, do not lie to your maidservant. She's like, I don't even have children. She's, but don't lie to me. No, no, no. The prophet of God comes into town. You're the one that made the quarters for him. You're the one that's an honorable woman. But yet when he wants to bless you and prophesy something over you that you know that you know, you know you want. But there's too much pain and disappointment. And you're too afraid to even go there, too afraid to even go there. But we're going we're gonna to remove those things this morning because God wants you to run into his chambers. He wants you to run in and to ask boldly and expect extravagantly from him. Right? So she says, no, no, my Lord, my God, don't lie to me. About this time next year, about this time next year. So some of you right now, before we even move forward on in the story, I want you to decree over your life. About this time next year. What's going to happen, men and women of God? Start making the decree. Ask God for it right now. Ask God for that decree. Say, Lord, what is it? About this time next year. Ask God for the decree. Start decreeing it. About this time next year, I prophesy this. Out of your own mouth. Out of your own mouth. We're going to speak it out of our own mouth. The Bible is very, very clear. And I'm going I'm to turn right now to Proverbs 18. Are you speaking the word? Are you prophesying? Some of you might need to write it down so you remember it. But Proverbs eighteen, twenty, and 21. Like you guys probably all thousands go to death and, you know, death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's 21 and that is good. We'll go there. But first we're going to go to 20. Look at verse 20. Because it says, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, from the fruit of his mouth, in other words your increase comes from your mouth in other words, your increase is going to come from the things that you say out of your lips oh nobody got that, did anybody get this, Is okay so what are we speaking, What, what fruit is coming forth out of our mouths prosperity, what else, say it out loud the blessing of the Lord No, but I'm saying specifically over your life. Like, what are you prophesying? Wholeness. Wholeness. Wisdom. Hope. Complete restoration. Sons, daughters to return home. Marriages to be healed. Bodies to be completely restored. Abundance. Destiny. Walking in destiny. Destiny. Husbands, godly, husbands, godly choice. Amen. Come on. Prophesy those things. Yes. Yes. We prophesy the word of the Lord out of your lips, out of your lips. The increase comes out of your lips. And then, of course, the next verse that we all know, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love that will eat of it. Amen. Amen. So we wouldn't, we didn't want to miss that opportunity as Elisha said, and prophesied about this time next year, you're going to embrace, embrace, you're going to embrace, not just going to have a son, you're going to embrace the son, and so after she, she says, no, my Lord, don't lie to me, she conceives, this woman conceives, she bears, she bears a son, and at the, at the appointed time, when Elijah had spoken. So in other words, it came to pass just as he said. Come on, if you have faith to move that mountain, it's going to come to pass just as you have said. Don't undo your proclamation. Don't undo your confession. Your confession of faith. Don't undo it because it doesn't seem like it's coming to pass. Keep on keeping on. Keep on speaking it. Amen? So the child grew, verse 18. And he's, he's with his father. And he's working with his father. Out in the, And it says here in verse 19, he gets a headache. Like something happens to him all of a sudden he's out working and he gets such a bad headache, right the father carries him to his mother and look at verse 20. when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees until noon and then he died. He died in her lap. Wait, this is the same promise this is the same this is the same prophecy that she didn't want to hear. I knew it. I didn't want you to say that because now I allowed myself to love and now I'm hurt. That's why I didn't want to allow myself to love because now I'm hurt and I don't know how to go backwards because now he's died in my arms. I embraced him and now he's gone. Can you feel her pain? Do you have any, any resemblance of anything like this in your life? I would assume you do. I would assume we all do. In her, in her lap she had embraced him died in her lap Jesus and so but look at what she does immediately she takes this boy and she takes him to the man of God's room She takes and she lays him on his bed. She lays him on Elisha's bed. She lays him on the fact that God is salvation. She says, this boy that was promised to me, even though I didn't want this, I said I didn't want it, but I really did. But I said I didn't want it, but now he's dead. But now I'm gonna take this son and I'm gonna lay him on the bed of the man of God of whose name means God is salvation. God is the restorer of all things salvation healed saved restored delivered salvation i'm going to lay him on the bed of the man that is breathing life into this very house that's what so many of us need to do lay that promise down on the god who is salvation and know that god is restoring these things that you have asked for believed for been standing for and maybe just maybe some of them were stolen and appeared to be taken away. Just like this woman. And so she's wise because she lays her son in this room and then she, she asks her husband, she asks her, her husband for a donkey and she says, I'm, go, I'm leaving. Hey, is everything okay? Yeah, it's good. I'm fine, I'm good. And she leaves because she says, I'm gonna go find that man because the man was not at her house. I'm gonna go find that man. I gotta go find the prophet of God. I gotta go find him. And she encounters her, his servant How can I help you? What can I do? I'm fine. Everything's good. You got to know where you got to know where you got to know where the help is. Where is your help coming from? She knew that she had to go straight to the throne. She knew she had to go straight to God who is salvation. You got to know when it's a, it's like a life or death situation. And you've got to know who is Jesus in your life. Are you running to him? She ran to the throne. I look at this as like she ran to the throne. There were other options. Gehazi presented himself. And it proved to be true because you know what? When he went and put the staff on the little boy, nothing happened. In her spirit, she knew. I have to go to the man of God. I have to go to where I know the anointing is. I am not going to settle for less. How many of you are going to settle for less after this message? I hope no one. I hope not one person in this room is going to settle for less. But you got to be able to hear the voice of God. And you got to be able to go where he's called you to go. And do exactly. Exact. Do you realize that if she had not done exactly what God called her to do. If she would have said, okay, Gehezai, go ahead. I don't want to be rude. You know, the guy's offering to help. I don't want to be he, come on, he is the servant. He's his right-hand man. God is no respecter of persons. He's anointed too. Sure, go ahead. Go pray for my son. Put your staff on him. If God didn't tell you to stop at that point, you better not stop at that point. And you better keep on going. You better keep on going. And you better do exactly what he has called you to do. Because in obedience lies your blessing it's in obedience it's not to say anything less of God but that's not what God told her in her spirit and she knew that she knew that she knew sometimes you just know not because you had an audible voice but because you just know that you know that you know this is the spirit of the living God this is the will of God in my life and I have to be obedient to carry it out hundred percent because anything less of that is gonna shortchange me and I don't want to be shortchanged I want to walk in the fullness of what God has for me and I know you do too amen So she goes straight to Elisha. God is salvation. Wow. And then look here, verse, verse 32. When Elisha came into the house, there was the child lying dead on the bed. And he went in and he shut the door behind the two of them and he prayed to the Lord. And he stretched out his body He stretched out his body and he went up and he laid on the child and he put his mouth on his mouth and he put his eyes on his eyes and he put his hands on his hands and he laid there prostrate over that which was dead. This prophetic act brought life to that which was dead because the Bible says that he started to get warm. And the Bible says that he didn't do it just one time, but he did it again a second time. Because he first did it and then he got up and he started to pace. He probably got up and started to pray. He probably started to life, 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 life. As he's chasing those demonic powers and principalities out of that room. Life, life, life. And then he went right back and he laid himself on that little boy. Prostrate on that little boy. Mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. And the warmth of his body and the breath of life came in and that little boy rose up. His body came back to life. He coughed or sneezed. He sneezed seven times. And he got up. Seven times and he woke up. Praise God. Hallelujah. He didn't stop at one. He didn't stop. Hallelujah. Oh. God gave this woman the unspoken request of her heart. And then when the enemy tried to steal it, God restored it. When you have a word from God, even though it seems like that Promise is coming to pass, and then you've got the snakes in the grass that are trying to come and take, and trying to come and steal, and trying to come and deceive, trying to come and stomp on, trying to come and separate, trying to come and divide. You've got to know that you've got to stand. You've got to know that you've got to let the breath of God out of your mouth. Just like Elisha did, the breath of God came out of his mouth as he laid himself prostrate over this little boy. And his mouth, the breath of God, the life of God is what happened. He came back to life. But this woman, this woman, this Shunammite woman, which was a double resting place. Okay, her name means double resting place, Shunammite. She had made a home. Think about this. She made a home for herself. And then she made a resting place for this prophet, double resting place, her own home, a place for him, her and her husband dwelt, a dwelling for her and her husband, a dwelling for the prophet of God. God gave her a son, even though she didn't specifically ask for that. God gave her the desires of her heart, even the desire that she wasn't willing to speak out. God gave her a son, and then he restored that son, which is a double blessing because of God being our salvation. And so I'm decreeing over each and every one of you to have faith to arise, to have faith to believe, to have faith that God is who is your salvation. is going to bring forth that double blessing, that double resting place. As a matter of fact, I'm going to have you stand up right now. Because the thing that's going to limit you from really walking in the fullness of this is your own mind, your own mindset of unbelief your own mindset of fear, your own mindset of I don't qualify, I don't deserve it, or I've already tried, and I know that I know it doesn't work out. Stop saying this to me because I don't want to be disappointed again. I've already been disappointed many times. I don't want to go down that path again. That's exactly what she was thinking. Hey, there was a time that I was like, hey, maybe we can have a child. Hey, maybe we'll get pregnant. Yeah, I want to have a lot of children. And then nothing, 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 it didn't come to pass. And she stopped believing and she convinced herself that she was content but God is saying I want to breathe life over you we remove right now all the false assignments from the enemy that are trying to bring the spirit of fear And they're trying to cause you to be complacent, I remove that spirit of complacency off of you right now. For God is saying right now, blessings upon your life. Dream again. You're going to dream again with God. You're going to start dreaming again with God. Right now in the mighty name of Jesus, let the activation of the Lord our God start to fall upon you right now, filling them up right now, just as this woman right now, just as she was. Her name meaning a double resting place where the spirit of living God came and rested, came and rested again and again and again. And though the enemy, the spirit of death, tried to steal. No assignment that comes from the pit is going to be allowed to rob you women and men of God. For you know that God is your salvation. You, You know that Jesus is your strength. You know that you're not ashamed of the gospel. And you know that you're not going to stop at yesterday's no. You're going forward with tomorrow's yes. You're not going to stop at yesterday's no. I want somebody to shout that out. I am not stopping at yesterday's no. I am not stopping at yesterday's no. I am going forward in tomorrow's yes. I am going forward in tomorrow's yes in the mighty, matchless name of Jesus. And I prophesy you over you, Isaiah. Come on. Whoo, keep your hands up and keep standing. Isaiah 61 That's right. Verse 7 Instead of your shame you shall have double honor. Uh, double honor. You shall have double honor. You know some of you have been dishonored. There's been a dishonoring and the dishonoring has caused you to take a, just to take a step back. The dishonor has caused you to really not even want to speak up. You have settled That's what the Lord just told me. That's it. That's the right word. Some have settled. They want to be the good Christian. I want to be a good Christian. And I want... I'm good. I'm good. No, I don't want anything. I'm good. I'm content. I've settled. Some have settled. But the Lord says, instead of your shame, you're going to have double, double, double honor. No more settling. When God says, you are arising no more settling when God says it's the time right now for rising up no more settling your prayers are being risen right now they're going up it's like fire it's like smoke it's like incense it's like fragrance and it's going high it's going up into the heavens no more settling so I rebuke that spirit that would want to cause you to feel settled I'm going to settle for something God has not asked me to settle when God has not asked you to settle for something then don't be settling When God says be content in this, then you be content. And you know the difference. Know the difference. When God is saying, you're shortchanging yourself right now. You're afraid to dream again. You're afraid to ask. You're afraid because past disappointments have left you pretty open and vulnerable. And you don't want to go there anymore. But that's not me, saith the Lord. And so therefore it's time to dream again, believe again, and trust me. I will direct your steps. You make your plans, but I direct your steps. That's what the word says. So right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you to give them the wisdom to know the areas that they have settled. And today's a new day. We're, we're saying no to that. Mm-mm-mm. We're not going to shortchange ourselves. But the areas you said be settled and be content in this area, then we're grateful for that. And we leave that as is, because that's where the blessing lies. But right now, in Jesus' name, I decree God's holy increase over you. Yep, holy increase over you right now. Yep, the mind mindsets, mindsets of Christ, mindsets of Christ, mindset. Your mind is set on the, on the word of God. On the Spirit of the Living God. Yep. Thank you, Lord, for that glorious, glorious increase in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And all of God's children said.